0: I'm glad no matter what happens, uh, the anchor holds. You know, the Apostle Paul in Acts 27, I thought about this, while Brother Lewis was singing that. Uh, They they thought that that ship uh, was going to fly apart. They really did. They thought that ship was going to come apart because the Bible said uh, that they girded it with helps underneath. And they were in such a storm that they really thought that thing was going to come apart. As a matter of fact, The Apostle Paul said that all hope that we should be saved was taken away. And they were in such a storm in their life that it was just, I mean, it was just raging in their life and at their time. It was a physical storm, uh, but I'm so glad that he he went on to say there at one point, uh, he went on to say that the angel of the Lord, of whom I am and of whom I serve, well, I'm glad God come by and showed up in the midst of that storm to show them that the anchor would hold. Let's take our Bible. We'll look at two places this morning, 2 Timothy chapter 4 and 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4, that's where we'll start at. Now, I'll ask you to stand to your feet this morning. and uh, I'm so glad that uh, uh, we are reminded that uh, the anchor holds, Amen. Uh, in the midst of our storm. Now, I'm going to say this, and, and I, uh, it seems like we, we preach so many times, uh, we preach so many times uh, on hard times, bad times, uh, in the Christian life. And uh, let me say this, and I think I said it Wednesday night or maybe last Sunday, we do not have to re- be reminded of how to act and how to react uh, when everything is going well. Uh, we know how to act when everything is going to happen. I remember when Brother Caldwell uh, called and told me that they had called him to pastor uh, up there at Maryville. Uh, and he told me he was going to take it. I said, men, uh, me you need to meet for a little while. And, uh, and when I met with him, I, I said, look, I, I don't have to tell you about the good things about pastoring. I'm going to tell you about the bad things. And uh, we find right here that uh, even though there are bad times and there are storms and there is adversity, uh, I'm glad the Lord is always with us no matter what. Look in Second Timothy chapter 4, look in verse 14. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works. Of whom be thou ware also, for he greatly withstood our words. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it, may, that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, and by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. Now let's take a Bible and go back to the book of 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, very familiar scripture right here. Uh, look in verse 7. And uh, the Apostle Paul said, Unless I should be exalted above measure through the, through the abundance of the revelations, there was given me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan to buffet me, lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought the Lord thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessity and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Uh, for when I am weak, then am I strong. You can be seated this morning. Lord, I love you and I thank you for loving us. And I'm glad that uh, your love toward us did not hinge on our love toward you, but that you loved us, uh, Lord, in the very fact from the very beginning. I pray this morning that you would help the one that might have a need. There may be somebody here today that is uh, struggling. Uh, They are in the battle. They are in adversity uh, in the middle of a storm. I pray you would help them. Lord, there may be somebody here today that is on top of the world. Everything is just right today. And Lord, we're thankful for those days And that you told us that when uh, we're having good days, that adversity does also come, but we are to consider those things, but to rejoice in the good days. Lord, I pray that you'd help the one that is lost, that they'd come and get saved today. And I pray you'd touch us and anoint us afresh. We're fixing to preach what you've given us. Lord, I really believe this to be the message for the hour. And I pray that you'd help us today. Strengthen us and Lord we'll give the glory. Save that sinner's nearest tail. Help that one that needs help for all this in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen and amen. Uh, These two times that the Apostle Paul writes about uh, in these uh, letters, one to the church of Corinth and the other to Timothy, uh, we find times in his life when he is talking about uh, adversity. Uh, one, you find here that Alexander the coppersmith uh, uh, is against him. Uh, it is a physical adversity that has to do with uh, spiritual matters. Uh, you find in the book of 2 Corinthians when the Apostle Paul uh, speaks about how that the messenger of Satan uh, is sent to buffet him. I, I, and, and, and people have wondered, and I have too over the years, uh, Uh, About what that was, and I've just come to understand that uh, it was just the messenger of Satan uh, uh, to buffet on him. And that word buffet means to beat on uh, uh, or to strike. Uh, And so we find that the Apostle Paul, uh, in serving Christ, uh, had adversity. Uh, Do you know what the word adversity means? It means an event uh, uh, or a series of events that oppose. uh, Success or desire. Uh, It means a misfortune or calamity or distress or affliction or really just a time of unhappiness. Uh, How many of us have ever been serving the Lord, uh, but yet things are not going the way uh, that we think they should? As a matter of fact, if you think adversity, we happen to think of that word adversary, don't we? Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion. What about seeking whom he him out. There is physical adversity. We uh, watched a ball game last night and they were adversaries against each other. And thanks be to God. Ain't that right, Brother Randy? The right team won. Amen. Brother Daniel might argue that point, brother. Amen. But they were adversaries to one another on that field. And so we have to understand that any time that we're going to serve God, uh, for any length of time, uh, uh, that there is going to be adversity in our life. Now, again, I don't want you to think that every morning you wake up, that it's just going to be so hard and so terrible uh, that you can't go forward and serve Christ. But don't be surprised when adversity shows up. Uh, he said, think it not strange to the fiery trials that come to trials. I mean, we think it's strange sometimes. I, uh, and, and, and I don't understand. Let me say this. I don't understand why some people face more adversity than others. I do know that Job said that man that is born a woman is a few days and full of trouble. I know that in our life we're going to face Trouble. I know that we have an adversary, according to 1 Peter 5 and 8. I know that Nehemiah said in Nehemiah chapter 4 that when they set forth to do the work, they had adversaries. Can I take your Bible and go to the book of Nehemiah? I want you to see this before we get started. Anytime you serve God, and anytime you sell your family out, and that to Christ, and anytime you sell out, you're going to have to face the adversary. Uh, do y'all, under, are, we, are we getting that so far this morning? I hope so. Look in Nehemiah chapter 4. Let me Can I park right here for just a second and say this? That it, until you decide you're going to sell out and serve Christ, chances are you're, you're not going to understand what I'm talking about. Again, I, I, I want you to understand life as a Christian is not Horrible. And it's just not so hard of the burden that we can't carry. But I want you to understand something. There is somebody there to help us carry that load. Well, look in Nehemiah chapter 4 this morning. And, and what he has done is he has set forth to uh, build the walls. Uh, he's had some people there that didn't really want to help him build the walls, but he set out to do it. Uh, and in the midst of doing that, uh, the enemies have come out. Uh, and, and the Bible said, yes, I believe it's in uh, verse uh, 14. And I look and rose up and said to the nobles and to the rulers and to the rest of the people, Be ye not afraid of them. Remember the Lord, which is great and terrible. And find for your brethren, your sons and your daughters, your wives and your houses. So we find out there's some things worthy of a good fight there. We preached on that. And it came to pass when our enemies heard that it was known unto us, and God had brought their counsel to naught, that we returned all of us to the water. Every one under his work, and it came to pass from that time forth that the half of my servants wrought into work, and the other half of them uh, held both the spears and the shields and the bows uh, and the harbor guns and, and the rulers uh, were behind all the house of Judah. And they which builded on the wall, and they that bare burdens, uh, uh, with those that laid it. Every one of them, every one uh, of his hands wrought into work, and with the other hand held a weapon. I preached years ago on a message out of these verses, building and battling. Anytime you set out to build, you're going to have to battle. Uh, For the builders, in verse 18, For the builders, everyone had his sword girded by his side, and so builded. And he that sounded the trumpet was by me. And so you find right here that while they were building, they were going to have to battle. They were going to have to fight. There was adversity uh, that was going to come. But I want to look at a thought this morning on serving uh, uh, in adversity. Serving through and in adversity. Remember that adversity is a time, it is an event or that series of events that oppose success. And I'm talking about a spiritual adversity or a misfortune or a calamity. Can I say this today? That there are some people that are so afraid of failing, they'll never do anything. They're afraid of failing physically, they'll never try. They'll never do anything. Can I say that there are people in their spiritual life, they're so afraid of failing that they'll never set out to do anything for God because they don't know how the end is going to turn out. Listen, if I was afraid of some things, my friend, we'd have never got as far as we've got. When I say we, I mean me and Miss Latham. Amen. I, we'd have never got there. And, and I'll be honest with you, the older I get, I, it seems like a little more fearful I get at times. And I don't understand that. I really don't. Because I know to trust the Lord. I know that He has been my help all these years. I've watched Him down through the years. I, I, I've seen it, And what Brother Lewis sung about, I know the anchor holds. I know that. That thing is never going to fail me. I know the anchor holds. But yet serving in adversity... Number one, we go to the book of 2 Corinthians and we find that, uh, that first of all, there is the sufficiency of grace in adversity. He said, my grace is sufficient for thee. Uh, can I tell us this morning and tell me and, and tell you that God's grace uh, is enough and it is adequate uh, to get me and you through The adversity. He will help us. He will not leave us. He will strengthen us and cause us to be able... To go along i was I was reminded that when the apostle Paul talked about uh you know he he talked about when, when we were come to Macedonia uh, he talked about without were fightings uh, uh, and within were fears uh, uh, and then he talked and he said yes uh, uh, but God uh, uh, who strengthens he said, sent Titus, And you know what Titus done to the apostle Paul he helped him And he strengthened him. I was reminded of a verse as I studied this. And as a matter of fact, I I seen it while studying. and Then it was actually my daily Bible verse for the day today. I said out of all the days for this scripture to come by. uh, It said in the book of Proverbs that a friend loveth at all times. And a brother is born for adversity. That does not mean that the brother is born to fight against uh, and that we're going to fight against each other. It means that that, that, that friend that loves at all time, uh, and a brother is born for adversity, I really believe he said right there that that brother is there to help us uh, uh, in the midst of our adversity. They're there to help. Ain't you glad God sends some people by to help you? Think back in your life when you was at a low point or you were fighting. And let me say this, just because we're in adversity does not mean we're dragging on the ground. Right? Right? You go out to fight knowing that we can win. If I thought I was going to lose every fight that I ever got into, whether physically or spiritually, I wouldn't want to fight. Seriously. Think about that for a minute. Them boxers that get in the ring, they have to get in there with at least the thought that they're going to win this thing or they wouldn't crawl in there. I mean, unless they're offering you a million dollars just to crawl in there. I mean, hey, take one swing, whack and hit the floor, you know. I mean, hey. That's what they said a lot of them was doing with Mike Tyson back in the day, you know. Go one round with him and you make a million dollars. Well, hey, (laughs) hit me one time, let's go, you know. God knows how to supply His grace. Genesis chapter 6 said, in a time that men's hearts was on evil continually, the Bible went on to say a few verses later that Noah found what? Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. He was able to serve in the midst of all that wickedness and everybody being against him. Do you not think folk were against Noah? I mean, everybody else was wicked, but the Bible said that Noah walked with God. You walk with God, this world will be against you. You serve God, this world will be against you. You walk with God, your family that is not right with God will be against you today. But God's grace is sufficient. He said, my grace is sufficient. For the David talked about how that God in the book of Psalms 84, for the Lord is a son, uh, for the Lord God is a son and a shield. The Lord will give grace uh, and glory. He will give grace to us uh, uh, in the time of what we need, uh, when we need it. No good thing, he said, will he withhold from him that walketh uprightly. We have grace that is sufficient in adversity. You know what that just simply means? Can I put it to you the way that I see it? That Mark sees it. He's just going to be there to help. Don't necessarily mean that he's going to take it away. I, I have the adversity. It just means he's going to be there to help us through the adversity. Have you ever had to fight spiritually? I mean fight Spiritually. I mean, it's one thing to fight physically. And I would, and sometimes sometimes I just, I, I, and I think this, I don't really mean it, but I think this, that if I could just get a hold of the devil and strangle him, that would help me out. Amen. That would help me out if I could just get a hold of him. I, I, but, but I understand. I, I mean, you have to understand something. I, he is a great foe, I, I, but greater is he that's within me I, I, than he that's within the world. Amen. I mean, you have to realize that today. And so he is, my sufficiency is found in the grace of God. Then he went on to say this, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Every one of us want to be strong, but he said, my strength is made perfect in weakness. When we realize, and it took me a little while to, to, to really come to this place in, in life that 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 God and I'm gonna get here a little more here in a minute but but God can really use us in, in our weakest parts. And what I mean by that is is the very fact that when we're not dependent on us but dependent on Him, when, when you get to the place to where you can't do anything, it's kind of like Gideon. And, and listen, I know I'm a broken record uh, on this message. I'm not telling you all nothing that I've never said before. But, but if you go to the book of Judges, uh, and you learn about Gideon, Gideon was going to fight that battle depending on God, or he was going to lose. I, I mean, the Amalekites, I, I, and all the enemy was laid out through there, just like Grasshopper the Bible said, and he's got 300 men. 300 men. This was a sure loss. I mean, if I was a betting man, I would have bet that he would have lost. But the difference was God was on his side. See, the thing about it is, is when God is on our side, it does not matter how big the adversity, it does not matter how big the foe, I, uh, he's bigger than anything. I, I believe our youth choir, when I say our youth choir, I'm talking about mine and Kelly's. Uh, youth choir when we were young as Miss Sarah says youngish and there was a time when me and Kelly were younger than what we are now and and by the way uh, if you will get old one day if you live long enough you will get old uh, but we, I believe our youth choir used to sing this how that God is bigger than any problem that I can or cannot see if we didn't it would have been a good one for us to sing amen Uh, I'm glad that that no matter what, uh, uh, he is sufficient, he's bigger than it all, but yet it is in our weakness when we cannot shine forth uh, uh, that God can use us. And that God will help us. He said, now here's what God told the Apostle Paul, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. You want God's strength in your life? Do you need God's strength in your life? Then you've got to give up yours. You've got to give up to what you're holding on to uh, and let Him uh, handle this thing. You're going to have to depend on Him. You're going to have to. You say, I'm doing that. Then keep doing it. I keep looking at Him. Hey, listen, it's in a time, friend. Listen, I do not like being weak. I don't like that. I don't like feeling that way. I don't like acting that way. I don't like folks seeing me that way. I don't like that. But the Apostle Paul said, or actually the Lord told the Apostle Paul, it's in weakness. He said, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Notice what he said. Most gladly, therefore... Now, did you catch that? Most gladly. Most gladly, therefore will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. There was going to be no power without the weakness of the Apostle Paul. There was going to be no power without the strength of God coming which only came in His weakness. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. Then notice what he said. For when I am weak, then am I strong. It is in the weakest points that God comes through. And let me move that to point number two. Not only is God's grace sufficient, but it is a time when God shines in our life. To us personally. Notice right here that the Apostle Paul said, He said, I understand all this, I get this, therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecution and stresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then. Am I strong? You know what he said over here uh, in the book of 2 Timothy. He said, At first I answer No man stood with me, but all men forsake me. I pray God that it be not laid to their church, notwithstanding the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. In my adversity, when nobody else was there, when nobody else understood, when everybody else left, he's talking about serving God. That's what he's talking about. Talking about serving God. He said, when I was serving God the way that I was supposed to, everybody else left me. Ain't that what he said? He said at my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. He said, everybody bowed out on me. You ever stood back and you looked at somebody that was serving God and it just seemed like, it just seemed like folk were kind of just getting away from them? Now I understand you've got to look at that thing and you've got to weigh out some stuff. But I'm going to tell you, sometimes, sometimes folk get forsaken because they're serving God. And shame on us if we do that to the brethren. You know why? Because a brother was born for adversity. We're supposed to be there when they're in the midst of their adversity and the adversary is against them. We're supposed to be there to help, not forsake them. But God shines the best in our adversity. Most gladly therefore I rather glory in infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. He said notwithstanding in verse 17, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me. You'll never understand what it means to be strengthened by the Lord until you get weak. You'll never understand that. You'll never understand what it means to have God come by and undergird you and lift you up and hold you up and get you through the adversity until you get there. What I mean by that is to watch God shine in your life is you've you've got to get you out of the way. I have a hard problem with me. Me is my problem. I struggle with old Mark, I struggle with my flesh. I struggle with my mind. I struggle with my pride. I, I just struggle with a lot of things some days. And getting that thing—this uh, to be honest with you—getting it beat down. I gotta get him beat down sometimes because I'm gonna tell you he'll rire up, and 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 he won't want to listen to the Lord, and uh, he won't want to pay attention. And knowing, knowing all the time, God's the helper. He's my helper. Why do you think he said in Peter 5 and 7, Casting all you care upon him, for he careth for you. God shines the best in our adversity. I've been in adversity so long, preacher, that I am very, very tired. I want you to understand something about the Lord. There's no temptation taking you, but such as coming in. We talked about temptation here sometime back. Temptation don't only talk about, is not only referring to, Uh, to the very fact of of sin, of being tempted to sin. But that temptation is also talking about uh, a time of trial. And he said, there's no temptation to take you but such as come to man. But God is faithful. What a wonderful thought there. God is faithful. Who will not suffer you? Be tempted by that you're able. But will with temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. Didn't say you take it away. He just said you be able to bear it. That's why we cast our care Upon him. Don't you want to see God shine in your life? I do. I'll be honest with you. I like to see him shine. I like to see him come by. Now I like it when he comes by in the, in the good times. But you know what the Apostle Paul said uh, in 1 Corinthians chapter 2? He said, and I, brethren, when I came to you, came not with excellency of speech or of wisdom, declaring unto you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you save Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Boy, that's wonderful. I, and I was with you. Now, notice what He says I was with you in weakness and in fear and in much trembling. Paul said, That's how I come to you in weakness and fear and much trembling. I believe He meant it. And I believe that's how He was. And then He said this And my speech and my preaching was not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit. And the power. He said God could shine forth in my life. And come with power. Not only because God was touching him. But here he stood in weakness and fear. And in much trembling. You know that uh, I don't get get nervous standing here. And and what I mean by standing here. I'm talking about here at Unity Baptist Church. If you all ain't learned me by now. You ain't going to learn me. So, I don't worry about getting in front of this congregation. What I do get nervous about is having the right message for the right hour, for the right people that's sitting out here. That's very important to me. I think it's very important to God. I I think a preacher can preach. I think, we, I, think, I think we understand the mechanics of preaching. And, and I think you could take any verse in the Bible and the preacher or to be able to preach. The only thing I've been wanting to do with these men here at the church, and I don't want to scare you guys, boys, I really don't want to scare you guys, uh, but what I'd like to do is take some scripture sometime, put it in a hat, we draw it out, and we preach on it. Boy, that'd be scary, wouldn't it? Amen. Boy, ain't none of them said amen. Let's do it, preacher. Did y'all catch that church? Amen. Oh, we'd put easy stuff in there to preach on you. I think a preacher would be able to preach. But listen, every time we stand up behind this pulpit, it's very important to have the right message for the hour. That's what I get nervous about. That's what I get concerned about is minding the Lord and following the Holy Spirit. I just want to follow Him. The Lord will be there to help us through our adversity. He shines the best. In our adversity and our weakness. Not only does He shine to us the best, but I'm going to tell you, there are folk that are looking at our life and they, there's some folk knows what's going on in your life. Whether it's family, whether it's immediate family, there are folk that knows what's going on. And they're watching to see how you're going to react. And boy, to stand there and watch God shine in your life. It's amazing. Take your Bible and go to the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 11. We'll just back up one chapter from where we read the text. 2 Corinthians chapter 11. If if there was ever uh, somebody uh, that had the right to quit, I guess you'd say it was the Apostle Paul. But number three, we see the stain in adversity. He did not quit in the midst of adversity. God's grace is sufficient in adversity. God shines in our life in adversity. But we're to stay fighting in adversity. Notice what the Apostle Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 11. And look in verse 21. As a matter of fact, he's speaking a little foolishly. He says in verse 21, I speak as concerning reproach as though we had been weak. Uh, Howbeit, whensoever any is bold, I speak foolishly, I am bold also. You know, if, if there's others that talk about what they've been through and what they've done and where they come from and all that, Paul said, Let, let me talk for just a minute about that. And let me tell you what I've been through. Uh, he said uh, in verse 22 Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they the seed of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I speak as a fool, I am more. In labor's more abundant, in stripes above measure, in prisons more frequent, in deaths often, the Jews five times received out forty stripes, saved one. Thrice I was beaten with rods. I once I, I was stoned was I stoned. Thrice I suffered shipwreck. night and a day have I been in the deep, in the journeys often. Uh, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, in perils by the heathen, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false brethren, in weariness and painfulness, in watchings often, hunger and, and in hunger and thirst, uh, in fastings often, in coldness. Let me stop right here and say for just a minute: if verse seven was all he talked about, that'd be bad enough. In weariness and painfulness, and watchings often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Beside those things that are without, that which cometh upon me daily, the care of all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is offended? And I burn not. He said, look, there's other weak people, so am I. If I must needs glory, I will glory of the things which concern what? My infirmities. The God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, which is blessed forever, knoweth that I lie not. In Damascus, the governor under uh, 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 Artaeus, the king, kept the city of Damascus with a garrison, desirous to apprehend me. And through a window in a basket was I let down by the wall and escaped his hands. The staying in adversity. Paul never quit. He said, "Well, he escaped from the Yeah, but I mean, man, some you know, we we get in our mind, we get in our mind sometimes. Maybe it's just my mind that that there's never a time to leave a situation. No, there's sometimes you need to leave a situation. I mean, that's what Paul done. I mean, they were after getting him. They would have killed him if they could have killed him. You remember David was over there hiding. From Saul in the city of Keilah. And, and uh, y- you remember uh, what David, he went to the Lord, and, and, and I believe he asked the Lord a couple of things. He said, Lord, is, is, is Saul going to come down here? And the Lord said, Yeah, Saul's going to come down here. And he said, Lord, if, if Saul comes down here, are the men of Keilah going to give me to King Saul? And the Lord said, Yeah, he's gonna, they're going to give him to you, or give him to you, give you to him. So you know what David done? He packed that and he left Keilah. He didn't quit fighting. He just left the situation where he was. Now you've got to determine when, I I mean Paul's life was at risk right there. I understand he was in all these perils and all these ship. I get that. And I'm not sure that any of us have ever been in the place. I know none of us sitting in here have ever been in the place where Paul is. But what I'm saying is, is, I mean, he was at in adversity. There was folk literally against him. Satan was trying his best to kill him. If there was ever a man who had had enough to make him quit... It was the Apostle Paul. You know, at the end of the Apostle Paul's life, 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. Joseph was hated by his brethren, sold into slavery, lied on by Potiphar's wife, cast into prison, and yet he never quit serving God. Daniel and Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael were carried off down into the land of Babylon, away from their home of their nativity, uh, 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 because of the sin of the people of Judah, uh, and they were carried down there. But yet Daniel decided, or let me rephrase that, determined uh, uh, not to eat the king's meat nor drink his wine. And then, when it came time later on in his life, when he was probably in his nineties. That I thought about this last night as I was looking over this message uh, yesterday afternoon. I, I, I thought about you, you know the law was passed that Daniel could not pray or anybody could not pray to any other god except save the king, and, and or they were going to face the den of lions. And, and we think more about the den of lions a lot. Of, but do you realize what that law said? They couldn't pray. What if somebody told you you couldn't pray? You say, well they can't tell whether I'm praying or not. What if somebody told you you couldn't pray though? Would you do what they said or would you just keep on praying? Daniel three times a day opened his windows to face Jerusalem and prayed for the nation of Israel. That's what the Bible tells us. And he goes over there and he prays and the Bible said as he did aforetime and he was just doing what he always had done. And in spite of those den of lines he went on and Prayed anyway and served God. Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, you know them better as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Even when they were facing a sure death in, in the fiery furnace over there, they still served God. You know why? Because they knew God was with them. He was sufficient. He was going to stay with them. So if God's going to stay with us, should we not stay with Him? The adversity never got the Apostle Paul. Hebrews chapter 12, the writer said, Wherefore, seeing we're also compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which has so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before Him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. For consider Him that endured such contradictions of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds. He said, think about Christ. All that He went through to go to Calvary and face the cross, and He's now at the right hand of the Father, Uh, everything that we go through is nothing compared to that. So consider Him, lest you be wearied and do what? Notice what He said, faint in your minds. (laughs) Everything starts up here. I'm going to tell you, if you quit on God, you just didn't wake up one day and say, well, I think I'll quit on God. You contemplated that for a little while. And you gave up up here, and you gave up in here long before you gave up here. A lot of people quit church. They gave up on church long before they ever quit showing up. I'm just being honest with you. Because you know what? Even if it's adversity in the church, if somebody loves God and it is so much that they can't handle that, I know more in the church, they will go somewhere else. I'm not telling you to go anywhere else. I don't want you to go nowhere else. I'm just saying if somebody loves God and wants to serve Him and it's so much they can't take it where they are, they'll go somewhere else. If they love God and will serving, serve Him, they will. But there is a staying in the adversity. Why? Because God's grace is sufficient. And God shines the best in our adversity. But then the last thing. We go back to the text scripture. The book of 2 Timothy. There is a surety. There is a surety in our adversity. Paul said, No man stood with him, all men forsook him. But then he said, it's notwithstanding the Lord stood, stood with me and strengthened me. That by me the preaching might be fully known. You see what he was concerned with. The preaching and that the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. So he preached, they heard, and God delivered. That's what happened. Notice what he said in verse 18 though. And the Lord shall deliver me from every evil work and will preserve me unto his heavenly kingdom to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. He had a surety of not only this time, but whatever's out yonder, I'm assured that he's going to see me through. He sang that song, The Anchor Holds. You know why we sing that song? Not only because of what the Bible says. And I'm so glad we have the Bible. Amen. Amen. Well, Brother Marvin done a wonderful job. Uh, teaching this morning on, on, on letting some things slip, and the Word of God and all that. We see it on Wednesday night on Psalms 119, still teaching that. But but do you realize, I, I'm glad the Bible tells us those things that He's faithful and that He'll keep us and, uh, and He will not suffer us to be tempted by that We're able and all those things. And if I'd never seen Him move, that would be good enough. But you know what? I have seen Him move for me. I have watched Him work. In the midst of adversity in my life. And found this word to be true. Because he is sure. Notice he said, And the Lord shall deliver me from every reverse. So everything that's out there, God's going to deliver me from. He's going to preserve me. We go back over here. And the Apostle Paul, how do you think that he he would say this right here, then? Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecution and, in distresses for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. How could you make that statement if you weren't sure God was going to be there? He said he'll deliver me and he'll preserve me. He's going to keep us through it all. The adversity gets hard sometimes. Don't it? I, I mean... I've, I've sat and listened to preachers preach and in the midst of adversity, uh, you ought to smile and you'll get through. Hey, I'm going to tell you, sometimes you just don't feel like smiling. Matter of fact, you won't sit down and put your head in your hands and cry a while and wonder what's going on and why it is the way that it is. But you must be reminded that God does some things in our adversity when we serve. That first of all, His grace is sufficient he does shine in our life in adversity. he will stay us. he will stay with us through adversity, and we ought to stay with him. but i'm going to tell you, no matter what, this thing is sure you're listen, him helping you in adversity is just as sure as he saved you this morning if you're saved let 's bow our heads this morning if we would. but you come to piana. Jacob, if you will, let's get a verse of invitation. I feel like we need to sing this morning. It it, it seems like in these days that we're living, we we are in the midst of adversity, it seems. Nobody wants to believe the book no more. The world is turned upside down. And we look at that on the news, and we perceive that as adversity. But there there, there are some of you all sitting in here. Yens are dealing in adversity right now. and And I don't know what everybody's dealing with. I really don't. But friend, I'm going to tell you, if you're going to serve Christ and you're going to sell out to the Lord and you're going to sell your family out and your home out and you're going to say, we're going to serve God no matter what, then the devil's going to show up. And you need to understand something this morning that God's grace. I need to understand. I need to understand this that God's grace is sufficient. He will help you. You don't have to wait for us to start singing. You can come on and pray now if you need to, if you need some help from God. You know, David, he cried out to the Lord one time. He said, Help, Lord, for the godly man sees us. For the faithful fell from among men. Seemed like everybody was giving up and giving in. But I want you to understand God's there to help you. He will stay with you through it all. See you through it. Let's pray. Lord, we love you. We ask you help during this invitation. You You know the need of every folk sitting right here today. And everybody, I pray that you would encourage, have encouraged. Lord, it's hard to lift our head up sometime in the midst of adversity, let alone to keep on serving like we're supposed to. But I pray that encouragement would be found in you today. That folk have found the help that they need to keep on going and to build and to battle and to find our strength in you we love you and we thank you now. Help in this invitation for this in Jesus' name. Amen.